Hey everyone, it's Seth Rudetsky with another Back to School. This week is Maureen McCormick. That was sort of the, you know, the, when they had the sad scene change music or the kind of emotional, when it be the slow version of the theme. Okay, for those of you under 30, I guess, Maureen McCormick was Marsha Brady in The Brady Bunch, like the iconic, beautiful blonde girl in the 70s, the show that we were all obsessed with. This interview was so interesting. The one thing I'll say is we just kind of had weird tech. We were in a different studio when we did this, and you'll just hear the tech is just kind of weird. So just ignore it because the content, I think, is so interesting. But The Brady Bunch was such a major part of my childhood, and there was a big variety show in my high school called Cabaret Night. And I wrote this comedy sketch. We had done Fiddler on the Roof in high school my freshman year. And you know, Fiddler on the Roof, the whole opening number is about the different people in this little town of Anatevka. You know, uh, uh, was it da 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 make a kosher home, a kosher home? da 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 Or, um, uh, uh, and at six I stud, went to Hebrew school, at ten I learned a trade. I hear they picked a bride for me, I hope she's pretty. The sons, the sons. Or, uh, who was it? Uh, who day and night must scramble for a living? Anyway, the reason why I'm having such trouble remembering those lyrics is because I know the Brady Bunch lyrics better. We did a whole number in Cabaret Night about the Brady Bunch, where instead of the papas, the mamas, it was about each person. So I'm racking my brain trying to remember. I know that Carol Brady's was, um, and who has real long hair, but it looks short from the front. She kisses Mike goodnight, but she always wants something else. Carol, Carol. And I remember um, Alice's, because you know, Alice was, of course, Alice was the maid, and yet I always thought it was hilarious. That's why I wrote this lyric. I remember I wrote this one. It was, uh, who goes on vacations with the family? First of all, like, why? We're going on vacation, we're going to Hawaii. And Alice's like, yay. It's like, wait, Alice, you're not, why, why are you coming with us? Anyway, who goes on vacations with the family and wants to screw the butcher, Sam, who almost got swindled by Mark Millard and broke Mrs. Brady's sculpture with her bag? Who's there? Alice, Alice. Anyway, end of the story is I have Maria McCormick today who played Marsha Brady and I can't remember her verse. All I remember is it ended with, my friend Whitney Mallon played Marsha, but all I remember is it ended with, and always says, oh my nose. Marsha, Mar-. anyway, that's all I remember. But um, my point is the Brady's were a big part of my childhood and I'm so excited to hear all about, well, I already heard about it because it's been edited, but my point is I'm so excited for you to hear all about Maureen McCormick's high school years. Get ready for Seth Rudetsky's Back to School with Maureen McCormick. Dreading morning classes, stealing bathroom passes, football, drivers at SATs, bullies that attack me, why do I have back knees, jockstraps, training bras, frenemies, we remember back then, it's like freshman year again, ready steady now you're in it, pencil stop this any minute, Zachary back to school with Maureen McCormick. Hey everyone, I am here today with worldwide TV superstar Maureen McCormick, who of course we all grew up with as Marsha Brady. She wrote an amazing book, which I love so much, called Here's a Story. I loved it. We did Broadway together. She was amazing as Rizzo, the tough girl. The one time you were a biatch. <laughs> oh, I've been a biatch a few more times than that. Um, okay, we're here talking about ye old high school. You went to high school in 1970 to 1974, which is so weird to me because I assume because you were a TV star, you were just being tutored on the set, but you actually went to high school? I actually did. I was tutored on the set 
from junior high through high school. But then I would always have to go back to regular school. Like a neighborhood school, you weren't going to like some fancy star school? Well, I did go to one of those too, and that was just the worst. That was still actually, when I think about it, I get like shivers because it was just such a nightmare. It was called Hollywood Professional. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. No, we have one in New York, Professional Children's School, which is very similar. So what was it? It was other stars like you? It was crazy. Like, I think the Jackson 5 was there at times. So weird. I'm not sure if the Osmond family was. I know the Cowsills were. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it was crazy. Why? Because you were all auditioning for the same roles or something? Like, what was weird about it? No, not on an auditioning level at all. Just on a curriculum level, I mean, honestly, and it just sounds awful, but it was really kind of easy for me to get away with stuff and to act like I was actually doing the papers and I wasn't. I actually would have been very happy to get away with not writing papers. You, You wanted to write the papers? I hated writing papers in school. Well, I loved creative writing in school. Okay. When I got there and I could create any story and dream. I was a, I was a big dreamer and was always going off into different lands. In the creative writing class, I could do that. Now, I couldn't do it when I was writing my other papers and it was just like, oh, I just want to get through this and, you know, just turn it in. It's funny too, because now I love history, but growing up, I just kind of pushed it off with all, and science, I pushed all those off just kind of into one big thing. All the creative stuff, bring it on, you know, pottery, sewing, home, you know, Home all economics? That. Did you have a home I economics? I loved it. I remember making a gym bag so I could like, you know, put all my, because I loved sports. I loved sports equipment. I grew up with brothers and we always were out playing all day, you know, from early morning till when it would get dark. You know, you didn't have to worry about kids being out in the neighborhood uh-huh. back then. It was just such a different world. So, And you weren't the last one picked for teams like I was. I definitely wasn't the first, uh-huh. you know, I've Doesn't never, like I've never last. felt like I was the first in anything. Um, You're the first daughter in Brady Bunch. But I'm, I'm the youngest in my family. I had three brothers. Oh. So, I mean, I never, ever felt it was funny because somebody asked recently, do you feel like the oldest, you know, when you're around Eve and Susan and the others? And I'm like, no, I never felt that. Like, I felt like we were all really kind of just very equal in that. There was no leader out of you Brady kids? Well, Barry tried to always be the leader. Tried, but... He tried. We were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hilarious. I guess you're somehow, while you're doing Brady Bunch, you're being tutored, were you going to school at all during those days or would be just sort of four months out of the year you were suddenly in high school and then you weren't in high school again? Right. It was always challenging, but it was always set up. We filmed a lot in the summer. Oh. Because we weren't in school. Oh, smart. And we actually sometimes did some more school in the summer so that we could get a little ahead Mm -hmm. or whatnot. Would you say you were in high school like 50% of the year of of what other kids were or or more than that? I would say only maybe 50%. Yeah. But one thing that was really, really nice was these girls always welcomed me back with open arms. So because... You're just trying to fit in at that age. You just want to be a part, right? Yeah, and, and show feel up. accepted. So that was pretty. So you had those close great. friends. Yeah. And what was the one time period that you went to that professional school? What year was that? You know, I think that could have been when we were on tour. We started touring the country, doing concerts. Uh-huh, I remember those. And I, like, other than I don't really remember. So you only lasted at a professional school for just a very short period of time. The horrible Thank one. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it just you know. So when you were in high school, did you ever do chorus or orchestra or anything like that? Um, 
I did do chorus. How could you be at rehearsals? Like, how could you be, if you're doing Brady Bunch at the same time? It was very, very hard, you know, and it was always hard. That's, I guess, the hardest thing to me, because I always loved to feel like I belonged to a group. And I never really did in high school because I always felt kind of like I was this outsider, you know, coming back in. But I did have, thank goodness, a really good core group of women that were always good to me. And not jealous that you were on TV. Oh, not at all. Because I knew them, you know, before and they knew my family and my family was probably one of the least show busy. You know, my family was very down to earth and just... My father was a school teacher and my mom was an amazing woman. So, no. So the girls, they weren't like, you think you're so cool because you're Marsha Brady. I never felt that from the girls that I hung out with. But I always, I've always my whole life kind of felt like an outsider. And I think it just comes from the family that I grew up in. They've all had real obstacles. My father always fought. I love that I come from this family kind of family. My father was always fighting for everyone's rights, oh. for equal rights for all. He was the biggest lover of every human being on this planet. He was always bringing home kids that were really struggling in his classrooms where their families were going through hard times, always feeding people off the street oh in our God. family. And were you jealous of all the attention he was giving other people? Not at all. I loved it. Our house was always a great place because I never knew who would be there. And people would come there just to like get help. And when my brother, Denny, was born, who's intellectually and developmentally disabled, I just really like the word special needs myself. Um, and so when Denny was born, my father, who was a school teacher, then started teaching special needs students. And oh. um, I saw so much bullying when I was growing up. Of Denny specifically, you mean? Of my brother, Denny. Oh. And um, just there was so much that people didn't know that they were afraid of. Mm-hmm. Right. So often when we're not around certain things, we tend to be afraid. So I saw a lot of that, a lot of fear of Denny. And I don't know, that really affected me. Did you know any gay kids growing up? Well, I mean, Bob Reed was gay and I had the biggest crush on that man. I seriously thought I was going to marry him one day. I really don't talk about it a lot, but I dreamt that I was going to marry Bob. I mean, I really was so in love with him. He was just such a beautiful human being and Aww. very, very deep. And I mean, he was a real serious actor Yeah. before he ever did the show. And he just always fought for realism and, and which I loved, you know? Yeah. The show wasn't sticky. People played it real, yeah. even though there were sort of outlandish situations. Okay. So you're kind of going to school, but what about the fact that you're playing like, you know, this beautiful girl on TV, were you also known as like, you know, the perfect girl in high school, this pretty, pretty oh, girl? I didn't feel like that at all. Even though you were playing her? No, no. Um, there was this one girl that I was always so awestruck of that I thought was the most beautiful girl. And it's interesting because she did become, what is it, the queen or the princess or the whatever. Prom you know, queen. and she always was the one to get like all of the guys that I wanted. <gasps> but yet I loved her because she was a friend, you know, mm -hmm. but I was just always like, I mean, she truly was one of the most beautiful, like on the outside, but she was beautiful on the inside too. But I mean, her, her, Classic looks. her physical beauty was just like, oh my gosh. So no, I never felt that way at all. I was always, I think, looking to the group of women that I hung out with and just like, you know, checking out their clothes and trying to copy their sense of fashion. 
I'm I'm a great like I love observing and and just like oh I like that well I'll try that you what know what was your look in high school so my hair was parted usually in the middle seventies very seventies I loved bell bottoms I loved things with embroidery yes. I loved patchwork I guess you know a little like kind of flower hippie like. It's funny because I still feel best when I'm in that kind of clothing. I love it. Yeah, the peasant um, skirts. That 70s look was great. What about clogs? Were you a clogger? I love, you know, it's funny. I just was going through all my shoes yesterday and I found a beautiful pair of clogs that are like kind of a low clog. And I can't wait to wear them. I just found them because they were like in the back. And it's so cute. Speaking of clogs, my husband's a huge clogger. Wow. And he wore those clogs that he found the other day that he had brought out of the garage. And he wore them out like to the grocery store stuff. And he fell in the parking lot <gasps> and the whole heel broke. And he goes, well, guess I'm not supposed to wear these anymore. Oh, but clogs no, clogs are, cool. are back. And you can just like, I love anything that you can just slip into and mm-hmm. slip out of. Like easy in, easy out. Right? What about makeup? Would you wear makeup to high school? I don't think I wore any makeup, but I went to a ton of slumber parties with all my girlfriends, which was the best. We just would always have slumber parties. What would you do? So this is an interesting story because you were asking about my hair. (laughs) So at one point, my hair was all pretty much one length and very, like I'm sure down to my waist. Wow. And I went to a party and we were all there, the whole gang. And you know, the whole Bo Derek thing where you braid your hair. Cornrows. Cornrows. So we were like, okay, cornrow party. Let's all do it. And we did it. And my hair happened to be wet when we did it because they thought it would make it much better. And I slept in it overnight. I know. And I had a million tiny, teeny, tiny little uh, (laughs) rubber bands on each one that we wrapped really, really tight. When it came out, my hair, the links, and you can see it on the Brady Bunch. You can see shots where it was all one length. And it's funny because I don't know if anyone has actually even ever said, whoa, what happened? Or that's a really interesting haircut. Maybe that was when they started doing, what kind of cut would that be? I don't know. The scissors when they like, what is that called? Those the razor? Jagged, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just completely uneven after that. Oh, did you so freak out? I did. But <laughs> nobody else seemed to be freaking out. So I just continued, you know, and I guess eventually it was occasionally cut on the ends and occasionally, I mean, at one point came back. Oh my God. Did you dye your hair back then to make it blonde? No. Not even sun in? Now. Of course we all did. I was such a sun in girl. Yes, we all were. Thank you. I loved sun in and I loved baby oil all over my body to go get it. Tan, go tan, and then and I melanoma. would get Reynolds wrap. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Reynolds wrap. Reynolds wrap, and make a little reflector, yep. and burn <laughs> so to bad. a crisp. And then the next day, go out on my burn, and do the same process over to where then you're peeling all over your body. But like, hey, let me put a little more baby oil on oh and God. reflectors, and go back again and again. It was insane. What were we I don't know. I don't. But sun in was the best, although. Did start turning, and I don't know if it was because I was a big swimmer. I love being in a pool. I was always a pool girl more than an ocean girl, because the ocean has always scared me a little bit oh. swimming in it. But um, so it would kind of get a greenish 
color. And maybe that was the chlorine and the sun in mixed together. Is that what the whole Greg Brady green hair was based on? <laughs> Classic episode? Based on your own hair? Get back to me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I had a million more questions. Um, first of all, did you, just on a side note, did you have an 8-track tape player? Oh, yeah. Music was huge in our house. Did you have your own 8-track? No. We were lucky to have one in our family. Why was that? Was there an austerity? Like sort of like, oh, we don't spend money recklessly in your family? Never. My parents saved every penny. We collected blue chip stamps and green chip stamps to probably get the eight track player that we had. I mean, no, wait, my parents watched every penny and- um, You're going to say, it's you know, my money. Court. Huh? You're going to be like, it's my money that I'm earning. I want to buy a blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I never did that. I mean, my parents were actually very, very good. They saved every penny that I made. I mean, I was really one of the lucky ones that, you know, the parents never took a penny. They never took a dime from me. And were you allowed to spend any of your earnings? Oh, no, 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 I did. I, I felt actually I was so embarrassed because when I was 16, I did go out and get a new car and I was so embarrassed. And I remember driving embarrassed it. Embarrassed to who? I was embarrassed that I was 16 and was able to buy a new car because I just... I grew up where money's hard to come by and you, you save your money. Both my parents were depression kids. So it's just in me. So I had this car and I was like, I would get weighed down because I was just embarrassed to be driving a car at the age of 16. But weren't there other kids in your high school driving cars at 16? Yeah, but not everybody. So therefore, I just always felt a little guilty You're about very that. very egalitarian. You wanted everyone to have. Yeah. And then yeah. what? Okay. So did you make an, an actual allowance? Would your parents be like, you get this amount of oh, money? yeah. Yeah, we all had an allowance and um, we all had chores to do. My father actually always had more jobs than teaching. He had a milk route with our milkman that would always come and bring us chocolate milk, like for real special occasions, eggnog for Christmas. Wow. But milk all the time. And he delivered it. And uh, my father would do that with him. And we all would have newspaper routes and... Even when you were doing TV, you had newspaper routes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I would get on... The, I didn't do the... Like occasionally, I think on the weekends, we'd all get in the family car and throw them on the driveways. But yeah, we would all as a family get on the shag carpet and roll up the newspapers with our hands and they'd get black from all the ink. For the newspaper yeah. route. I love yeah. that. How did your bedroom compare to Brady Bunch's bedroom? Well, I loved my bedroom. It was... A cute, teeny little house in Woodland Hills off of Topanga Canyon. And the whole house was filled with pine wood on the inside, which to me was so special. And we never painted it or anything. And I used to dream. I was such a dreamer. And I just would look at all the shapes and I'd see animals and clouds and faces and whatnot on my ceiling. And that was just a wonderful place. And I remember that the window in my bedroom was out on our front yard. Oh. So that was really, I loved the house that I grew up in so much. What was the color scheme in the bedroom? I think it went from pink to blue to yellow back then, like, you know, depending on the age, age and, and whatnot. But yeah. Was there some boy that you had a huge crush on oh. that? Oh, okay. Wait, when? I, well, you tell me. I was going to say high school. I've had you... crushes my whole life. It's just crazy. High school? Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty cool story. So I was in at Taft High School, and I don't know why, but I always had a really hard time ever getting a date with the guy that I was totally in love with. You know, it seemed like they were either dating my girlfriends mm. or, but there was this one guy, and I thought he really liked me. And oh my gosh, I was totally swept away by this guy. Hot looking. Describe what he looked like. 
he was kind of a towhead, which is funny. My husband now is dark, but I, you know, I like it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like it all. Yes. So, and he was just, you know, like the tennis guy, whatnot. California E. Yeah, kind of California, a little bit surfery. So I had a huge crush on this guy. And we were going out. What do you mean going out? Like a date? We started going out on dates. And he actually was down in another part of California. So I had friends that drove at this time that were driving me down to meet him. Right? He was a high school student? Yes. This was all during my high school years. So you met him in high school. He didn't go to your high school. He did. Oh. But then he might have moved or something. Okay. I'm trying to figure out. Because he then moved down south. Okay. And I was being driven down south, or maybe that was his week, I don't know, his weekend, whatever. But I was being driven by a friend of mine at the time who did not go to Taft, but went to another high school close by in the valley. And he was always driving me down to see this guy. So I find out that he is dating this other girl from this guy who drove me down, (gasps) this friend. He goes, look. To be totally honest, I do want to tell you he's dating somebody else. I said, you're kidding me. He goes, nope. And I know her. And I'm like, you're kidding me. He goes, do you want to drive to our house right now? And I said, you better believe it. We are going to this house right now. So we drive to the house. We're honking the horn. This girl comes running down the driveway. We meet. She was so sweet. We fell in love. Oh. We shared our story and we just both dropped him. And we are still friends to this day. No. We're still friends to this day. And we would, we would do anything for each other. I'll show you. Do you want to see a picture sure. of her? Sure. What was your intention when you first went there? Were you going to, quote, unquote, beat the shit oh, out of her? I was. Like, are you kidding me? Because I thought this guy, it's funny, because I think with every guy back then, I always thought, this is it. And honestly, one of my biggest dreams ever since I was a little girl was to get married. It was really, really important for me to find someone just to share everything with, right? Uh I mean, just someone that you can trust with your life and be there for. So, um, When he betrayed you, you thought he was going to be the one? Well, before. Why don't you go kick his ass? Why are you kicking her ass? We never even saw that idiot again. (gasps) Really? Was you like, what happened, man? Forget him. Like, (laughs) What about um, the prom? Did you go junior year and senior year or just one year? Um, I only remember going one year. And it was the worst day. No. Although I shouldn't say that because, thank goodness, somebody even asked me. So, let me thank goodness you no, were like the no, perfect it was, it was golden a disaster child. No, not at all. All my girlfriends had guys to go to the prom with, and it was so sad because as I see them, you know, getting all those guys, it was like they're all taken. Like all the ones that I wanted to go with, it's you know, it's over, and I was. The only kind of one of our group that had nobody to go with. So I'm like, okay, I'll just stay home. But then somehow a miracle happened. And <laughs> one of the guys who had a huge crush on his older brother asked me to the prom. And we didn't go in a limousine, uh-huh. oh. which I was really kind of hoping to get that experience. Mm-hmm. I went in the back of a pickup truck. Oh, We had to go on the freeway in the back of a pickup truck all the way from Woodland Hills to near the airport. I am telling you, so we're talking disaster when I get there. You're in full gown and like your hair yeah, was all done. It was. And it actually looks pretty good in this picture, but I'm sure I had to go. And I did. I spent a lot of time in that bathroom trying to get Once myself you got there, fix the hair back, back together. Yeah. Um, a pickup truck and a gal. Were the windows open? 
I was in the back. It was like an oh, open. Oh, <laughs> on the I freeway? Even... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where's the romantic part? It wasn't. Oh. There was no romance at all in this. And what about, were you a rule breaker at all or a cheater or anything? Oh, I did cheat <gasps> on tests? papers. I feel so bad about that now. Cheating is just an awful thing to do, but I did. What would you do? Copy someone else's paper? I did. Yeah. A couple, what did the teacher a couple know? times. Yeah. I mean, I did get busted for it, which <gasps> is great, you know? Please, if anyone's listening out there, never, ever, it never works. It just, karma. To me, you know, karma is, it works. It really does. It I gets you. It gets you. And what about like cigarettes? Would you like sneak cigarettes at school? Ugh, yeah. And like, that's something to like, never, ever start smoking anybody ever. Were you yeah. forced into the cigarettes or did you do it because you wanted to be cool? No, I actually, um, I think I actually started doing it with Eve back in the day. And yeah, it's just like the worst awful habit but back then it was just to look cool mm -hmm. yeah but it's not would you see scary movies when you were in high school um i liked scary movies yeah would you ever have like makeout sessions at movies with boyfriends of course oh really of course <laughs> are you kidding in the theater yeah where would you go that like was like everyone i mean my gosh who was watching the movies just in the seats you know it was dark did you join clubs? Were you like in the after school blah, blah, blah club or Spanish tennis debate team? I was in detention a couple of times. That's for an after school club, right? Not really. And in detention for what? I don't really even remember, but I think it happened a couple of times and I don't remember what it was for. I, I imagine really don't. you in detention. And I remember teeping the high school. Toilet papering? Is that a TP? The high school, like Taft High School. Yeah. And we all, I believe, got busted for that. Who did you do um, it with? Teeping was like the most fun thing, I have to say. It really was. I mean, and back then, you know, you go to a slumber party with all your girlfriends and that's what you would do. You'd go teepee like the guys that you like their house or <laughs> whatnot. And shaving cream, that was like big back then. That Yes. Yeah. I would shaving cream cars, oh, like yeah, windshields. Yeah. Did you ever play like Spin the Bottle or Seven Minutes in oh, Heaven? Oh, yes. We played Spin the Bottle. Seven Minutes to Heaven I've never heard of. Oh, um, like a little more advanced than you. Yes, go on. <laughs> but spin the bottle and the Ouija board was very, very big. Of course. Back then. Now it's time for This or That. In this segment, I make my guest choose between two pop culture sensations from their high school years. Were you Carly Simon or Carol King? Carol King. Oh my gosh, Carol King, Carol King. Tapestry? Although I have to say, Loved Carly too. Me too. But tapestry was everything. I used to lay on the living room floor on the green shag carpet in front of our big speakers and listen and harmonize to Carol over and over. That album was kind of my, it was one of my national anthems. And so was um, the song 17 by Janice um, Ian. Janice uh, Ian. Just talking about 17, that. 17. That song, I felt every lyric of that song so deeply and would cry. I just, that song so was kind of a national anthem, anthem. for me. That yeah. song is about, I am not the pretty blonde girl. It's like, I'm accepting, I'm the unattractive girl, not the pretty blonde girl. So interesting that you were known as like the epitome of American mm. pretty blonde girl. Cause I identified with that 17. I felt like the you ugly did? girl. Yes. I know, I did too. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, were Love you, that song. were you beside an adventure or the exorcist? I'd probably say more the exorcist. Really? I just, that, I mean, Linda Blair, man, she was awesome. Like, whoa. Did you know I mean, her? I was just kind of like, did I know her? I, you know, probably just like would meet her occasionally. I never knew her, but I mean, 
that movie just rocked my world when it came out. It was, whoa, so scary. It was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I dug them both, but I'd have to say, yeah. You know, you both shared a role because after you left Greece, Linda Blair was a Rizzo oh, as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So Very later cool. on. And in terms of late night talk shows, were you more into Johnny Carson or Dick Cavett? Love them both. Mm. Johnny. Johnny Carson. Did you ever get to be on Johnny Carson's show? No. Oh, man. I know. And I love those 70s game shows. Did you like Hollywood Squares or Match Game? I liked them both. I'm a game girl. <laughs> I love to play a game. Yes. Game night. Oh, me too. Okay. I mean, honestly, like, my family and I, we grew up with games, and it's a big part of my family life now. So, what we were your what were your go to games in the seventies? Um, Monopoly, yes. Clue, mm-hmm. Scrabble. Were you a cheater at games? No, which is so yeah. I mean, what fun is a game if you cheat? Really, I agree. I mean, you know, yeah. Allison Janney, huge cheater. Well, okay, I did. I will confess to this. So when it was Christmas, when I was growing up, all throughout my growing up years, when everyone was asleep at night, I would go out under the Christmas tree and unwrap all of my presents (gasps) and then carefully try to put them back together. Why? Because I just could not like wait to find out what the surprise was. I always hated waiting. Bad, bad. I mean, it took away the joy. I knew exactly what I was opening. And then did you call it your, your acting jobs? To be. Oh, yeah, I did. And no one, yeah. No, no. I was a good faker. Well, now they know. In terms of tearjerkers, were you more the way we were or a love story? Well, they were both tearjerkers for me. Would you actually cry in the movies? Yeah. I love crying in movies. I love when a movie moves me to feel so deeply. And I love the ones that you go to and you're thinking about them for weeks and mm-hmm. years later because they push you and make you think. What about male movie stars? Were you more obsessed like wanting to be crushed on Robert Redford or Burt Reynolds? Oh, Robert Redford. <gasps> really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. What does that mean? I still have, I mean, I just, well, huge crush. Dreamt of marrying him one day, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. Did you ever meet him? Never met him. No. There's still time. Although, he was an event that I was at, but I was like way too scared to go up and say, hi, you know. Close enough. What about ABBA or the Carpenters? The Carpenters. I think that she had one of the greatest voices of yeah. all time. It was so rich and yeah. amazing. Karen, I mean, Warm. oh my gosh, I could listen to them all day. Yeah, Carpenters, were, I mean, and those amazing harmonies. Oh, I love harmonies. I live for harmonies. Well, you got to. They just make me so happy. You sort of got to sing harmonies on a Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Yeah. So you got, you got to live your little dream of being a rock star on I that. I got to live a little dream, yeah. And then Harmony is also in, in Movie to Greece that was live singing. Yeah. Pretty yeah. My Love. Yeah. I remember the three of you sang yeah. back up. Yeah. I remember it well. This is High School Versus Now, where we find out how much my guest has changed since high school. Who's the girl that you're still friends with? That was the girlfriend. Karen. Karen. Yeah. So let's say when you were in high school, Karen gives you this necklace that's basically horrific, but she wants you to wear it to this really dressy event. And Karen nowadays gives you... Is she going to be at the event or not? Yes. Oh, she's going to be there. And same thing today. She's going, let's say, to the Emmys with you. And she's like, I really hope you wear my necklace. So would you have done it in high school? Would you have done it now? No, I probably wouldn't. And I would just tell her. You know what? Because I I believe in... Honestly, honestly. I'm proud of you. So even in high school, you had that kind of courage to be like... No, I would not have had the courage back then. And now I do. Because I think that if you tell someone that you love 
why you feel this way and and you do it with respect and whatnot. I believe if they're a friend that they'll really understand and you'll understand if they, I just, yeah. But in high school, you couldn't have done that. No, I would have wanted to totally please her and then feel uncomfortable. And now I believe in real honesty. Oh, I like that. Bravo. Now, let's say when you were a kid, you really admired Bob Reed. Who do you really admire nowadays as a kind of a big famous person? Bonnie Hunt is one Bonnie Hunt. famous person that I really, really admire. And I just love her. I love what she's about. So let's say when you're a kid, you're out to eat with Bob Reed, Robert Reed. And he's like, oh, that waiter was really snotty. Let's not leave a tip. And nowadays you're out with Bonnie Hunt and she's like, oh, that waiter has such attitude. We're not going to leave a tip. What would you have done back then versus now? Would you have gone along? Back then I probably would have been scared to say anything. And now I'd say, you know, yeah, but, you know, I just think it's important to show that you're thankful for, you know, what people do. Even if, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. I mean, you, you never know what has just happened to somebody or something. So you have a lot more faith in yourself since high school, it sounds like. Much more. Yeah. And it's only taken since 1974. Right. So good. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's only been a, ever, right? a mere yeah. 40 years. Yeah. Okay. So before we go, I was asked kind of two final questions. If there's somebody from your high school listening, it could even be from the uh, professional one you barely went to that you didn't like. Is there anything you'd like to say to all the high school students or to one particular student that you'd like to say over the air to them? Well, I just want to thank all the ladies that were always cool, that always welcomed me back, that always were. You know, I, I really appreciate that. You know, they always made me feel like it was okay if I wasn't there all the time. And they always made me feel like I was being accepted. Yeah. It's a great message for people listening to how important it is to accept people. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very moving. And if you're a 15 year old self, if little Maureen is listening right now, what would you want to say to her? Never stop believing. Never give up. Maybe she's listening in another galaxy. Um, well, Marie McCormick, thank you so much. And I can't wait to watch you back on Broadway when we do another show together. Ooh, would that be fun? <laughs> yes. Seth Rudetsky's Back to School is produced by Sarah Esikoff. Our theme music was written by me, Seth Rudetsky, and sung by me and Maggie McDowell. Our band was me, Seth Rudetsky, Mark Schmied, Carrie Meads, and Jim Hirschman. This episode was mixed by Sarah Esikoff. Seth Rudetsky's Back to School is a Sirius XM production.